Hey, listeners, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Conversation. Today, me and Les got to sit down with Kellen Erskine. He's been seen on Conan, Jimmy Kimmel, and America's Got Talent. He's a very talented, very funny comedian. And we got to sit down with Juanita Lolita, who is a local comic, and she was our feature this week. Listen, laugh, and uh, hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> are we going? Yeah, we are. It's amazing. Hey, here we are. McCurry's Comedy here. Theater, the conversation. It's a conversation, Juanita. It's a conversation. That's right. That's right. Juanita is over here. They call her Juanita Lolita, but that's not her real name. It is my real name. It is it your real name? It is my real name. Lolita? Yes. Is your last real name? It's my middle name. Your, oh, okay. Juanita, do you not ever listen to my comments? I do, but I thought you made it up. No. You want to see my driver's license? No, that's okay. I trust Juanita you. Lolita. Maybe I want to see it just because I want to see it. Juanita Lolita Mills. That oh, that's name. right. That's right. Mills. Coming back to you now. Mills. Mills. Juanita Lolita Mills. All right. And uh, Mike is over here, as always. Yes, I am, always. And, and, uh, um, and introduce your friend. Tony. Hi, well, Tony. Hi, right, say hey, say loud. Hey there. Okay, she's over. She might get over here in the mic eventually. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's probably going to happen. And then we have Kellen. It's Kellen, right? Not Keelan. It's Kellen. Kellen Erskine. Kellen Erskine. He's coming. You're headliner. He'll coming be fashionably late. I just did the... Um, you are eating. I thought you were joking about that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, he likes to. Mike hates it when I crunch in the microphones. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think it gives a natural feel to the green room. It does, yeah. Um, here he is. Kellen's oh, here. Kellen. Kellen. No, Kellen's in the house. Actually, Kellen's in the green room. So all this is, all this is. Less eating chips. Well, it is. It's just, it, it, there's no pretenses to this. There's no interview. You, it's just our conversation. Great. Here's our natural conversation. And actually, you know Lynn Coplets? I don't. Lynn uh, is, uh, works out of the Comedy Cellar a lot in New York. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, this was kind of her idea, you know. She thought, I've never heard that before. Where you, she, her, her idea was actually hang microphones where they're just kind of there, but they're not there. Not that sure. you're tricking anybody, but, you know. Just, <laughs> just fell wrong. Well, she was like, after a while, the comics will forget. They'll forget there's even mics there, yeah, yeah, and you'll yeah. just be chatting. It'll just, be like the government. No one will be But if at any point in time you say something and you go, oh, I, I shouldn't have said that. Right, yeah. Nowadays, just tell him, yeah. and he, he'll, 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 he'll exit stage left. That'll yeah. be right out of there. That's what they say. No. I'll edit you it. Know, you know he well, he keeps it. A fi- he keeps that file for later. Yeah. That's how he makes his money. It's well, called dirt. And, uh, <laughs> whatever. whatever. <laughs> Blackmail. That's what that's for. That's right. Money. So, how was last night? It was great. It was yeah. okay? Or Wednesday night. I can't remember the last time I did Wednesday in a club. Yeah, but yeah, it was surprisingly fun. Yeah, yeah I was. asked the crowd at one point. I, like, I stopped halfway through a joke, and I was like, I know, "What are you guys so. even doing here? <laughs> it's Wednesday." Yeah, it's Wednesday. it dawned on him halfway yeah. through the show. It did. We were just like, "Ah, oh, we're retired." That was, was funny. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, we got a lot of people don't have anything else to do. Uh, yeah, no. That's... But you know, I'm amazed. You know, because of course. Uh, uh, Clubs used to be Wednesday through Sunday. Some clubs were Tuesday through Sunday. Sure, yeah. And, uh, and it's just over the past few years that comics have been coming in, even comics that have been working my place for a while and going, 
and there'll be 150, 200 people in there on a Wednesday and Thursday. I'm like, damn, yeah, I can't believe <laughs> nobody's doing this. Yeah, no, you know, surprising. and I was like, really? Going, yeah. nah, that, not really, you know. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, well, that's good for us, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, as far as that goes. But yeah, that was funny. You should have seen that. He stopped in the middle of the show and said, wait, it's Wednesday. And then he goes, where was I? Yeah, that was funny. It's oh almost like God. you couldn't help it. You're like, what What are you guys even doing here? And I was like, they didn't know how to respond either. They were like, what are supposed to be? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why most of the crowd will say, they called us. Uh, yeah. They called us and said, would Amen. you like to come on Wednesday? And we said, honey, we got anything going on Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, it was. And we can be home. We do have to drive after dark. We have to take that in consideration. Yeah, that's, that's right. a consideration here. Is that it will be after dark? Although now our weekend shows, as you've probably seen, are six thirty and eight fifty. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone. So the six thirty people bedtime. can actually make it home before dark. Huge draw. Big deal. Huge. Well, you know how that happened. Is the time change? The time change. No, well, not that. I know how that happened. Is that nuts? Is it nuts that we want to now change the time forever? Change the time forever. Yes. So is that just is that just because people are more productive with an hour more of afternoon no, than I think, an hour I more think of morning? Because gotten, that's all that's happening, right? Society is so lazy that they have yeah. to sit and change a clock. They can't do it. They can't function. Well, I need to just pull that microphone right up to your face. Just talk right like into this? that. Like this? There you go. Yeah. Like I wish that they would move the, the time back an hour like once a month. Because isn't that the best feeling when you're like, oh, I get an extra hour of sleep. Sure. I always look forward to daylight savings. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the once a year. I mean, so once you're do doing it all that, the time. what yeah. – just change time. Just change it all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. I think you should. I think you should spring it ahead during the middle of the workday, so go. you get off an hour earlier, mm. Mm. and then put it back to normal. I got three bad jokes for that. Not touching any of them. Not, <laughs> Why should uh, you stop? <laughs> uh, well, because you're here. One. Okay. Thank you. I'm good. You know. If, if it, it, You're it, editing for me? I am editing for you. Aww. If it was Jody White, bleh, we would have just, I'd have just regurgitated that crap right out. And she would have followed suit. You know. But she whatever. wouldn't have blushed and followed no, out the No, no, not at all. She's married to Dale Jones. How do you blush when you're married to that guy? Yeah. You know. It's true. We saw last night we went to uh, um, the Oslo here is one of the, uh, our three professional equity theaters that they have and they they uh they did an outdoor uh as you like it outdoors in the round and it was it was very intimate very small it was only only about 150 seats i I was kind of amazed i thought it i've been to a couple of shakespeare's outdoors and it's huge you know it's a thousand you know i expected it to be out on this huge lawn and but it wasn't it was it was very small but the the guy who had one of the leads uh, so me and Pam said that's Dale Jones' younger brother. <laughs> you know that's and that's bizarre. I don't know if you know a comic Dale Jones, but he's he's uh, 
He's a, a very super animated yeah, eccentric, character. Eccentric character. And his show has no point <laughs> at all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you find a point in his show, you need some help. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you even are thinking or trying to create a point, yeah. there is no point. It's just, it's just wild animated stuff. Fun. And, uh, fun. fun. But the idea that you're watching a guy do Shakespeare. Like that? And Pam and I both went. <laughs> That's Dale, you know, almost, you know, that he doesn't quite go off the loop. But, uh, and we kept picturing Dale in that part going, it would be better. It would be, if Dale was doing this yeah, part. A comedian it, doing Shakespeare. It would be incredible. I don't know that I've ever heard a comedian. If anybody did, would have done Shakespeare, it would have been Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it, it, yeah. I'm just thinking off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I think Will Ferrell probably could. Pull it off, but he's not really a stand-up. Yeah. Do you remember uh, John Panette? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he was in Hairspray for a couple of years on Broadway, and he he had a great story about how because he played the mom character, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mm-hmm. plays very famous for. It. There's always a big male lead who plays the uh, the the mother character. Right. John John Travolta did it in the the right. film adaption, but. Uh, he was on Broadway for a couple of years, and he said that during that time, during those two years, he had to have his eyebrows shaved off completely ah. for, for doing the makeup every of night. Course, right, yeah, right, right. and uh, he he would talk about how during the so during the day he just didn't have eyebrows <laughs> for <laughs> for two years. And the <laughs> way he described it was, he says, when your eyebrows are shaved, when people look at you. They don't know what's wrong, but they know that something isn't right. <laughs> Talk about it. I don't have eyebrows. Like I don't, you can't figure it. They're just blonde little Just the idea here. of a stand-up comic actually getting into character. You know, actually going through the process. Mm-hmm. I know I, uh, we were talking about that one time, and when there was a comic that had done a sh- show years ago up in New York Play, and it was about stand-up comedy. So... There was about probably 10 characters, and seven of them are actors, and three are stand-up comics. They hired stand-up comics to be stand-up comics, and they go, of course, every night before the hour, you know, before the play, you go backstage, all the actors are getting into character. They're doing vocal warm-ups, they're doing physical warm-ups, they're getting their self dropped into character. Of course, all the stand-ups or on uh, the loading dock smoking cigarettes and drinking beer <laughs> yeah. and bitching about even having to, you know, what does it take us so long? Why do we have to be here so early? <laughs> Why? We just, we could just show up, do our thing, and leave. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, Robin Williams was actually in uh, Hamlet in the, it was a 1996 Hamlet that came out. It's like four and a half hours long, so nobody saw it. But I watched it. <laughs> I watched it in college, and he's in it for. Yeah. He has maybe like fifteen minutes of screen time, uh, but he oh, so, so, so totally pulls it off. But like I said, it made like three million dollars. Who played Hamlet? Uh, it was uh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't know Robin Williams was in that. Yeah. yeah I got, I now I got to go back and look at. It. <laughs> he plays the uh, the skull. That's a joke. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> the, the skull scene, yeah, uh, it's a prop comic. It's a prop. <laughs> this is four hours long though. Yeah, because they oh. didn't uh, they mm-hmm. didn't uh, cut it or anything. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I thought just Robin went off on one of his rants like he did. No. <laughs> it wasn't four hours, I, but after he got done, it was four hours. I was hours. in college in the theater department, and they did Hamlet, and my roommate uh, played the lead, played Hamlet. And that, just helping him with his lines, I was like, there's no way in, on God's green earth I could pull this off. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. There's the one- amount. There's one shot that Kenneth Branagh does where there's just this. It's a it's a 12 minute monologue that just slowly backs out the entire time, and it's all one take. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just amazing. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Minutes. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. the amount um, that you have to have memorized. When you think of the levels, one just the memorization alone. <laughs> right. If it was just regular conversational. Yeah. Uh, 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 you yeah. know, a uh, uh, script like we're used to. Then it's Shakespeare. <laughs> then on top of that, you have to translate it in a way where it comes across conversation. Like you understand what yeah. you're saying. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where this, this comes across like we're talking, you know, not like you're doing Shakespeare. Right. And, I, hope uh, that, I hope that while they were shooting, this didn't occur to me till just now, but I hope that when they were shooting it, like before that take, that he was just like... Uh, Line. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like, where do I start? <laughs> All right. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been in a play? Did you ever do any acting? No, I didn't. Uh, you, Juanita? I, you did. Did? I did. I did. That's how I got started in comedy. Was oh acting. yeah. Yeah. What was that in? Uh, community theater or, or college? I was or? in a I was in a dinner theater. <laughs> You're funny. You think I went to college? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Me and you. Me and you are <laughs> right, girl. No, I used to mow lawns for a living. Remember? But no, I did theater. I know I several college graduates. <laughs> that yeah. lawns for yes, and waitress and yes. waiters. After yes, college, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> liberal arts degree. Yeah, yeah. but I loved I loved acting because you were you were just a different character. It wasn't you. Right. So when sign, someone signed me up for the open mic night, it freaked me out because I'm like, dang it, that's me. I you know, be me. it's me. I gotta be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they don't like it, it's all on me. But a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, I love it. It's definitely another world. It is. And I know because I was, I just graduated, and I was heading out to Los Angeles uh, when the last couple of years I was at University of Memphis. A guy named Stuart Margolin came. He knew the director, and uh, he just did a guest artist thing where, he, you know, they come in, they pay him. He can direct whatever play he wants. He can star in it if he wants to. He can bring his wife. She can be in You know what I mean? <laughs> guest artist. If you're a celebrity, that's the greatest gig in the world. You just go to these theaters and do whatever to you, you damn well please. <laughs> nice. But he came in, and who he is, and y'all may – not remember this but there was a uh, you remember an actor named james garner uh-huh yeah yeah james garner you put do you might, he's might too not. young yeah you well, might be a- too young for, <laughs> what's james, garner. james garner what's was, uh, was grave right now he died yeah he died <laughs> james garner was probably very popular from the, the 60s files. until the yeah. 90s till the late files, 90s yeah, rockford yeah, yeah. file was his last thing where he played detective he, he was and did you was, see the movie Maverick that had um uh, oh oh uh, uh, Maverick it had um, Mel, Mel 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 Gibson Mel Gibson in it 
Oh, yeah. No. It was, I did it was a country movie. Oh, okay. Anyway, he played his dad. You had to see. Never mind. Because Walk it was away. an original. Maverick was a television <laughs> series back in right. the 60s, a Western. And he was the star. He was Maverick. Okay, so. And he, he was kind of a gunslinger. But the thing about James Garner was he always did everything with a sense of humor, everything was always tongue in cheek. He could never, it was never serious, serious. And th- that was unusual back then right. because back then the, the, uh, the, the guys that were those uh, uh, Western guys, and Clint Eastwood was one, they were, you know, they were just all serious, I'll kill you, you know. <laughs> John guys. Wayne, I'm, they were I'm, all I'm John killer. Wayne. They're killers is what they are. Yeah. But Maverick, and he was, a, he was a, 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 a card shark, you know. Right. And uh, so that was kind of his character all the way through. Well, Stuart Margolin was one of those guys that got to be friends with him, was in something, and just like how Adam Sandler does, he whenever he does a movie, he likes to bring his friends. Well, James Garner was that way, too. And Stuart was one of his buddies and was always in, in always had a part in anything that he did. Nice. And uh, so he had come to Memphis, and we all got to know him because he, he was there for three or four months. And, and you'd be in the play or whatever, and he'd go out drinking with us because, of course, he's trying to hit on the co-eds. <laughs> and uh, it's also part of the guest artist <laughs> That's what they do. thing that they do. But anyway, so he had told me, he had told me, come, uh, when, you, when you graduate, if you want to come to L.A., you know, when you get there, here's how to contact me. There was a guy out there that was an acting teacher named Jeff Corey. And Jeff Corey was... Uh, was in a ton of westerns and those kind of things as a side character you know you, one of those guys that you'd recognize him if you saw him because he'd been in so right, many right, movies right. but you would never know his know name his in name. a million years which is the perfect way to be a celebrity <laughs> right you know yeah so he was an acting teacher and if he took you on he said if he takes you and you and you stick you get stay with him for a little for a year or two uh, to where he's a reference for you. They say the studios use his people all the time for just small small roles and stuff because they know they... Yeah, yeah. They, they can rely on them. Well, yeah, they're reliable do if, the job, if he taught yeah. them, right. And uh, so that's where I was headed and then got sidetracked into the comedy uh, in Denver. And, uh, and you know, the, to me, when I first did comedy... At, at the Comedy Works, and this was 1980, 79, 80, right in there. Uh, you know, you went and watched it for a while, you know, trying to go, mm, okay, all right. And uh, I was going, well, I've done comedic roles in mm-hmm. plays. I've done a bunch. So I know I can make people laugh with somebody else's <laughs> stuff, Right, right. You know, but can I write <laughs> stuff, you exactly. know, that will make that happen? You know, so that was the challenge. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then once you figured out you could, kind of a thing, uh, to me, other than there was so much work because it was the beginning of the boom, like around the late 70s, early 80s, there weren't many comedy clubs. And by mid 80s, there was a comedy club in every city in the United States. So they just, so that was just right place at the right time. And acting jobs, thing I knew about acting jobs was you go, they all end. I mean, there's right. there's no acting job that you get that just yeah, keep going. keeps going unless you're, you're lucky cast. enough to get on some on television show that lasts twenty like Gunsmoke. Uh-huh. You made it on Gunsmoke that lasts thirty years. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, you died on gun smoke, you know, or, or something like that. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no shows like that now, you right. know. Nothing would last that long. And uh, a soap opera. Yes, a, a soap opera. Susan Lucci. Which in. soap operas now? So uh, the long and the short of this is just, a, <laughs> you know, stand up. There were a lot of jobs, but when I first started doing, it, I just loved the freedom of it. You know, I love the freedom of not having to stick to a script, not having to depend on a cast, and not having a cast that's depending on me. <laughs> you know, right. to say the right thing at the right time, to be yeah. there at the right. You know, you could just. You just you could just kind of go where you wanted to go when you, although with the structure you know. Yeah. But. That's what's appealing about comedy to me is that the, uh, it's just good design. Like there's the uh, there are no moving parts, right? It's just, it's just you. Yeah. And like we've all done shows, even where there all you need is a microphone. But we've all done shows where there wasn't even a microphone, right? right? Okay. Where it's just you standing in front of people talking. And I just I love that idea as much as I love uh, music and, and, and plays and everything like that. There is something beautiful about the simplicity of I don't I don't have to remember anything. Like I don't have to bring anything right. with me, and yeah, yeah. I, I I can do you know. I was just in a Absolutely. Play last month. then the next person is going to miss their line because they're counting on your cue. Oh, of course. You know, so you've got other people depending on everything you say. Oh, of course. It's a team effort. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a team effort as opposed to being an individual, yeah. right. you know, thing. I mean, it's the difference in playing football <laughs> and playing tennis. Right. Yeah. Like this, it's you, brother. It's all you. It ain't nothing but you. There's no backup. The thing, you know? though, the good thing about acting, though, is if they don't like you up on that stage, oh, it's yeah. the character. It's what somebody else wrote. It has nothing to do with you. Whereas yeah. with comedy, it's like, okay, yeah, this is on me. Yeah. This is on yeah. me. They don't like me. Although, even in acting, you can take a role. It's even worse. Because if you don't pull it off in acting. That's true. And it was, and it's a great play and a great character, you know. That's already been established. This is a, you know, it's a, like death of a salesman. It's you know something that's a, you know, it's a classic, right? Classic play. Yeah. And then you suck. <laughs> well, guess what? It wasn't the play. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Now sometimes you can put it off right. on the director. Maybe the director was a bad director, and you're just following their. He direction told you to and, do that. Yeah, he you told think. You. You think YouTube comments are brutal? <laughs> yeah. Newspapers are writing full paragraphs of how shitty you were in that play. Oh, yeah. That's, right. that's got to suck. At least in a play, you don't get to know that you sucked until it's over. Over. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing. That's the difference with comedy. That we yeah. all know is. Comedy, you know right we, we, we know how we're doing. Oh, moment to moment. It's instant feedback. <laughs> instant feedback. Yeah. Or lack of feedback. That's right. Yeah. And we can all have yeah. times when we're we're doing great for 10, 15 minutes, and all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out from under. You go, what the fuck happened? You go, yeah. Y'all were all with me there for a I've, second. Are the paramedics in the audience? <laughs> I don't even push the envelope, but I've had, like, when you're trying out a joke, you don't know if it's going to work or not. And I, I've had a joke bomb, just like nobody laughs. And then one person will go, boo. <laughs> and I'm always like, no, I, I get it. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to tell me that. Yeah, I, under <laughs> I understand what's happening. <laughs> I'm not arguing. Totally didn't need Message you. received, <laughs> asshole. You didn't yeah. need to interject. 
the comments. <laughs> I understood. Oh, and all these times, um, just so you guys know, everyone who's listening in, these times that you think that Les is in deep thought about this conversation, reality is he's eating a burger. So eating a just sandwich. letting you know, yeah, Les is not focus. in deep thought right now. Yeah, that's he's, a, you know, that's part of the point of this. <laughs> that no one would know you were well, eating a burger? you know what I like about this, <laughs> as we've been doing this, this <laughs> podcast, there is a point. There is a point. The point, there's no point. <laughs> But the point is, is that, that I like for people to, to understand is that, you know, that when we're back here in the green room, sometimes we're talking about comedy, but sometimes, sometimes we're talking about dogs. Sometimes we're talking about my hemorrhoids. So let's, don't, yeah. let's don't go there. Let's okay, just so you but know, I've never be, heard that conversation. But literally, I'm, but good. See, I'm good but with you're, that. But you're young, see. <laughs> see. We get another guy in here my age. Oh, God. It's, you know. It's, it's medication. It's medication. We used to talk about other stuff. But... <laughs> It's that, and, and, and what, what's kind of neat in this is, is that some, some comics will be sitting there chatting, and then, be, oh my God, they're getting ready to bring me up, and, yeah. and then they just, they just go from this, and you know, one minute later, they're yeah. up there, blah, you know, doing their thing, and, and sometimes just talking the whole way. Uh, some comics go, hey man, I'm getting ready, you know, I'm getting ready to go up, I need to go take yeah. a break, I want to go through my notes. Which I think that's cool to see that some comics do that, some comics don't do that. I mean, just well, depending, the, you know. The funniest right. that I saw so far was a, a feature named Vinnie Ward, and he heard like a giant applause break right before, like during Les's set. So he thought it was his time to get up, and he's sitting where you're sitting. Because the, the only headliner. reason there would be a giant applause break during my set <laughs> <laughs> because it was ending. That would be yeah. the he's reason. They were, oh, he obviously, he's, he's done. done. Yeah, he's, he's like, done. clearly, that's my Over. time. So he, he jumps up, and he, he literally ducked underneath the table and, like, army crawled <laughs> over to the fucking stage just to get up there to realize he has another 10 minutes to go. And I was like, and I was like man. That was, that and was, I need you all to know that Mike completely acted all of that out yeah, for you on for the, the radio. Yeah. On the radio, yeah, just for absolutely. you. Just imagine it. Well, cool. Use your so that is. It's starting now. It's yeah. starting right. now. Here we go. It's getting ready to happen. Okay. So I'm tempted to go Facebook Live. We just did. No. You can. I'm going I'm gonna do Facebook Live. I'm gonna put this in my pocket and videotape the audience. Oh good. So that a comedian so that people that wanna know what it's like to be a comedian can actually see no, what a comic sees. I like that. We've done that before. Have you? Yep, yep, just for the fart of it. I don't, you know, for the so, fart of it. So they only get your perspective. They never see you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They just, it's like through your eyes. So you I won't do it and see what happens. I actually happens. was thinking of doing something through my eyes, and then I, oh, good Lord, try to get that as a trademark. Right. Oh, you know, I was like, I was coming up with foreign words and, <laughs> you know, anything. But I was saying, I was saying that would be cool. Not if you did as a comedian, but that would be a cool concept for all kinds of jobs. You know, where you yeah. well, you just I have mean, a, a camera mounted on someone, like you a, know, like a where, plumber, where you're just seeing their perspective. Yeah, yeah, but for like a gynecologist, that wouldn't work. <laughs> no, that would work. That would work beautifully on Pornhub. Yeah, its own channel. And look who gave you that joke. That's the not, wrong person. You can do that. That's nothing dirty about that. As long as you bathe. We were thinking you know, it. She uh, said it. Yeah. I know. I did. Yeah, absolutely. It's a three Hail Marys tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done if I was Catholic. The goof is there's a, there's plenty of women that would be on board for that. And the thing with the plumber, yeah. the camera would be in the back. 
where the crack is. <laughs> so you can see the other people. Definitely. Crack kills. Definitely. No, no, no. Oh, God, I can't even watch hockey. I can't wear my lightning hat. That was pathetic. It was, we talked about it. Uh, so we're still talking about it. It was, it's just, it's in it. The stellar season. Right. It's, stellar season. Are you a, are you a hockey fan or a, or a sports fan? I don't follow sports, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who James Horner. I don't even know why. That's I'm my here. favorite cuz I'm the same James way. Garner. And I love giving James that Garner has answer to, to, like a, to a clear like sports fanatic. Like they just get so down. Like like you you follow sports like like no I'm like all right. No, I was like I <laughs> I work It's like it's like when you tell somebody you don't even know what Game of Thrones is. They're like you know what I mean? That, that reaction of just like, Jesus. No, so yeah, I, uh, I work with Frank Caliendo every once in a while, and his Frank audience Caliendo. is uh, sports fans. Sure. And like, his John Madden is so iconic. Right. Um, I recently went with him to, uh, he, to ESPN in Los Angeles. He was doing, uh, you know, like 20 minutes on the radio. Mm. Uh, and there, this guy came in, and everyone was like, hey. And I can't even remember his name. He was some guy who used to play for the Lakers, oh. and now his son plays on the Warriors. Like I, I, I still don't even remember his name. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I was like googling who he was, but it was interesting. <laughs> uh, while we were there, Frank was doing his thing, talking to the two, uh, 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 you know, hosts of the show. And uh, they brought up the new uh, Avengers movie, and the guy was like, oh, "I've never seen a Marvel movie," <laughs> and I was like. I get it now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm you. Yeah, exactly. This other way around because he said he said I just don't have the time. Oh my and god! And that's that's what I say, uh, like about sports. Even though I probably could find the time, but everybody just does what they want to do. I've seen every Marvel movie. Yeah. I've seen every Star Wars movie, and I understand that there's the reverse of that. Like this guy yeah. could look at any character and have no like Thor could have walked in just like this guy. <laughs> yeah. And this host Hulk, would have been like, Who, "Who's this guy with a hammer? I don't know what's happening." Halloween, yeah. what's happening? Right what's now? with the big yeah. green guy? Who's yeah. he? Who's exactly. he? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I have that problem too because I, I I'm trying I heard this joke about it where it's like I look like I either played offensive line or I stood in line for the last Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it both sides and I, I only pay attention a little bit of both you know what I mean <laughs> so they're coming to me asking me like hey, what do you think I'm, about the new Star Wars I'm into movie? sports and I've got a lot of friends that are but I've got a lot of friends that literally when they come they come to my house for the Super Bowl they walk in the door and go okay. Who's playing? What's the yeah, deal? Yeah. Well, you know, what do I need to know? Where's you the know? guacamole? Where's the bar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have fun, Les. Our Les is going to go up and do his thing right now. He's going to go do his thing. And we're just going to hang out. Set the bar high. <laughs> making it difficult for the rest of it. 10 to 40. What are you shaking your head no? You know that's the truth. He's going to do an hour. He will. That's what he does. You never know how long Les is going to be up on stage. No, I know. Especially my favorite is when he closes the show. Because, like, if he's, if he's like, takes a vacation, you know, and he's gone for, like, a, a couple weeks, he comes back in and he'll, like, he'll, oh, yeah, doing 25? Yeah, sure, 45. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he closes the show, like, does another 15, 20 minutes. And, right? Telling and everybody what's going on. We're all just sitting there, like, what is happening? <laughs> where's, where's a good place to set up a camera? That's Les. In the back over there? That's Les. Like, to, for, to watch the, uh, the show? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I can show you right now. We'll okay. just pause for right now. Here, let me, I just have to put in my SD oh, yeah. card first. We'll be right back. We're pausing. How does it feel on there? They're nice. They're a very nice, attentive. Oh, yeah. 
that's one thing that is good about older crowds. They pay attention. <laughs> they, they listen. They're, they're very, you know, but I say that I was, because, uh, you know, our crowds here, and you saw it last night, you'll, you'll see more youth as we get into the weekend. But, uh, okay. you know, you walk in there and, you know, it's, it's, it's 60 to 80. You know, I mean, our crowds probably, I, I would say 70, 70% of our crowds are 50 to 80. 50 to, right? oh, okay. 50 to 80. That, that's our core group. Yeah. And baby boomers. And, um, but they, they, really, they really are wonderful audiences. But, so I'm not playing in front of a lot of young people. You know, we get young pockets of people. But uh, last year uh, we went up to uh, my wife Pam and I went up to Boston when Jim McHugh had his Boston comedy competition. Oh, okay. And we've done it a few times just to go up to Boston and get out. And we'll sure. judge, you know, be a judge. And, cool. and Jim asked me, he goes, look, do you want to close one of the things, you know, while we're doing the – doing the uh, tallying up the votes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And so he bounces it around where he's having it. So this time he had it in an area called Douglas Square, which there's two or three neat theaters around in there that he used in different sizes. But this is right in the middle of Harvard, Cambridge, and Tufts University. Oh, wow. I mean, it is the square in the middle of that. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I've been hearing, you know, especially over the past few years, of how, you know, that kind of college student is so overly politically correct that they're super hard to play to, da-da-da-da-da. And so I was expecting that. But now, of course, every every crowd wasn't all students, but I'm going to say 50 60% was college student. And oh, I'll wow. bet the rest of it were people that worked around the university or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and but... Uh, those crowds, I mean, they were awesome. They were open-minded. Oh, really? They were, they, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, most, most of the acts in, the, in this competition now are middle acts. Few headliners, mostly middles, okay. you know. And there's, you, you, you'll get some peppered in there that uh, after you, you know, maybe they win one and they go to the next one. Maybe they get three, three steps up, and that's when you get to see they only have – uh, this much time. They were doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. That's, that's this is it. This is it. <laughs> but still, so it's kind of like, so you know that there's some there's some acts there that got ten or fifteen minutes, good minutes, but but so they're fairly new, you know what I mean? So just by you know that, you know, they're going to have some material that is you know. Uh, uh, you know, it, it sh should turn an audience off or take Especially them. a college crowd. Yes. Yeah. And, but they, I'm telling you, man, these crowds were fantastic. Oh, that's good. And uh, I did 20 minutes at the end of one of them, and I'd had as much fun with them as I did any crowd. But I was talking to students and stuff about that, and what they told me was they go, off campus you're going to find the students are a lot more open-minded than they are on campus sure and the kind of student that will come to a show on campus that will be that kind of student they don't go to comedy clubs uh, off campus no they don't you know they're they're coming to that show because they're expecting the comic to say something that they're going to take an issue with you know so there's a radical you know wing of <laughs> that which was interesting to me yeah. you know what i mean because like i say they were and 
I love I love hearing a comic get away with something they're not supposed to get away with somewhere like D.O. Hughley was just here and of course we're all white Republicans out here and he did he did a line I can't do it justice but it was about Michael Jackson and are you still going to listen to his music you know now and uh, and somehow he led into it. he goes would you still listen to his music would you how could you how could you still listen or even sing along with Michael Jackson's Jackson music he goes I don't know kind of like I sing the national anthem and you know I was the first night he did it I was like yeah. whoa that's a little gut punch yeah. but it got a laugh yeah. and it got a laugh every <laughs> night I think there was only one night that he got a little pocket of people that kind of ooed him a little bit yeah and 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 it followed up some Colin Kaepernick stuff that he did he did follow well the line did after that didn't uh, yeah he goes into that he, he said uh he did say like I'll stop listening to Michael Jackson when you stop printing uh, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, I'll give up Michael Jackson when you give up Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Oh, that's a good line. But yeah. the, this uh, girl up in uh, at she was in the quarterfinals, and she was like, she walked over and she, and she did something that she shouldn't have been able to get away with up there. She goes because all you know is high Democrat, and she goes, uh, you know, I'm 21 years old, so this last presidential election was my first presidential election, so I took it very seriously. I really researched everybody, and here's where I felt that Donald Trump was not really qualified to be president when he paid the porn star the $130,000 to keep her mouth shut. She goes, hell, the Kennedys would have had her killed for 50. He goes, he's just not physically responsible. And I I, I was like, oh, but that got a big laugh in Kennedy village, you know, but, uh, but you know, it was just well done. Sometimes it works. Well, I think a well done joke delivered well. A work just about any time, yeah, anywhere, pretty much it, when yeah. it's well done. It's got to be it's good, clever, yeah, yeah. And there's hints of truth to it, absolutely. Yeah, Hard to deny it. Yeah, that's why I kind of like the politically correct environment. I feel like it holds us as comics to a higher standard. It has to be that good now. Like the joke itself has to be so good. Well, you know, I I look back, you know, I, I when I see some of the older comics my age from my generation, they're still out there touring and come in, and they're the references that I'll hear that 20, 30 years ago were no big deal and were just kind of common stuff that, that everybody did, they're generally mo- more than racial. They're gay. They're gay references. Right, 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 right. And, and those are the ones that really stand out to me that when a, when a comic does, I go, oh, man, you're – You've really dated yourself, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. really can't do that. I mean, you re- that that's not only not it just doesn't play anymore, but it's just it's just kind of out of our whole deal, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're just with a bunch of sixty year old guys, yeah. You know, hanging out, you know, yeah, then that'll play. But otherwise, nah, you can't do that shit, yeah. you know. But but you know. They're just doing what was funny in their generation, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I'm glad to see that I'm looking up here at the hockey. Oh, yeah. The team that beat the Lightning is still in it. Oh, this is just the second round game. Oh, this is is just the beginning of the second round. This was supposed to be us against Boston. Oh, not Columbus. Yeah. You know. It's game one, though? Yeah. Oh, so okay. now I got to hope that Columbus wins the whole thing. 
That's no, always I, my deal. Whenever my less. team loses, whoever they lose to in a playoff, you know, a lot of my buddies like, you know, in baseball, you know, we have the Rays and we're in the same with the Yankees and the yeah, Red yeah. Sox yeah. and Baltimore. But if we get into the playoffs and the Yankees beat us, then I'm a Yankees fan the rest of the way through. And they're like, we hate the Yankees. We've always hated the Yankees. We're supposed to hate the Yankees. And I go, but if the Yankees win, it makes us look better. See, uh, we got beat by the guys who no, ended up right. winning the World Series. Right. I don't want to lose in the beginning of the playoffs and have your next – they have the people that beat you lose the yeah, next They get their ass. Oh, that makes sense. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it kind of gives – Lose to it. the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, man. that makes sense to me. I remember when the Packers were playing against uh, the Falcons – when the Falcons choked in the Super Bowl, they were playing in the NFC Championship. Oh, yeah, I do remember And that. I was sitting across from a Bucks fan, and he's and I'm a Packer fan, and he's rooting for the fucking Falcons. And I'm like, how can you root for the Falcons? And he's like, oh, they've never made it to the – they never won a Super Bowl before. I'm like, that's a terrible reason <laughs> to root. Like, they are in your division. That's like, right. they are – That's the reason I would have been rooting You're before. against them, but they didn't beat them to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, they're, Yeah, it's but like, still, I root – Division I, rival. I, I, root for, I root for my division. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I stick oh, wow. with my division. If, because it ma- because if my division wins, right, right. it makes my division the stronger division. division yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't do that. If the Bears were going to the Super Bowl, I would be 100% Bears die all the way through. Like, I couldn't do it. I don't know. It's you just know? too much of a rivalry. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fun. I get it's it, though. fun in some cases. You know? turn on my oh, yeah. Go ahead and do that. A little more coffee. 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 That was a good play last night. It, it was. It wasn't great, because it's you know, but it was good. It yeah. Was it was fun. It yeah. was fun. They really did some off the wall shit and, and had a lot of fun with it. And a little nice event. Yeah, because I, Pam got season tickets to the Oslo. We've never done that because I'm bad about going to plays. Because when they suck, they're bad. Is that what it is? When a play is bad, it's, it's bad. It's worse than that. And I it's going to be bad quickly. <laughs> you know. You. In other words. Especially if you're no, if you've been in enough theater to know what good theater is, I mean, yeah. then you know halfway in the, the first within within thirty minutes yeah, yeah. of an hour and a half to two hour or more play, right, right. Pam and I both are going to know, and and most people are going to know. Ooh, it's a rough one. This is a rough one. Wow. You know what I mean? This, which we went to one. We've been to four this year, and only one was that. And right, only right. one. And thank God the script was so good that you could kind of imagine what it would be like <laughs> if there were good people doing it. Uh, but, uh, but with me, and I know this will sound like ego shit, but it's true. With me in this market, because everybody knows me here like the damn weatherman. Of course, yeah. If I go to a play and I leave early... Oh, it looks bad. It looks bad. Uh, it looks bad. I look like an ass, you know. <laughs> so if I do leave early, or Pam, we have to say, you know, how many times my daughter's been in the hospital? Every bad play. <laughs> Every bad play. They go, man, their daughter's in the emergency room. Seems like whenever the play's not going well, Taylor ends up ends up hitting somebody, you know. But that's uh, so funny. Actually. It is. It is. Because I remember in college. Um, when I when I was in college there in Memphis, uh, there was a professional theater there, 
uh, I was mostly doing the, the, the university stuff. Yeah. But there's professional theater there, and they were doing, I can't remember the play they were doing. But uh, one night, and I don't know if you remember Sybil Shepherd. No, no. Sybil Shepherd, uh, she, she's like, we were talking about James Garner earlier. Okay, yeah. You yeah. know, she was of that era, of that younger era. than James Garner. Okay. Uh, but she had a she had a sitcom not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. Yeah. Major star. Wow. And yeah. she had just been in this really cutting-edge movie. I think it was called The Last Picture Show. Okay. I think Bo Bridges was in it. I can't remember, but uh, you ever heard of Sybil Shepherd? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she she's from Memphis. Okay. So she came to this play, and she left it in her mission. And it just crushed everybody yeah. everybody oh. in the play i mean they're you know they're all college kind of students or they're they're pros but they're just starting to be pros up and coming and here you and and everybody knew she was going to be there you know they so, already they pre, she didn't just show up they right, right. they uh, pre knew that she was going to be there and you're thinking Sybil Shepherd's going to be here which means see. who the hell who Anybody could be with Peter Bogdanovich could be with her, you know, yeah, he's a big yeah. director. You know, oh, it could be anything. And then she leaves at intermission, and everybody just, oh. ah. And Oof. so I always thought about when people know who you are and you yeah. go to something like that, you're kind of locked in, no yeah. matter how bad it is. You know, it's like, yeah, I yeah. got to stay. Rough. You know. Is it worse than seeing, like, a bad movie? Yeah. Well, bad movie, you can just leave. Well, I know you can leave, but like, imagine if you did have to like sit through a whole bad movie. Is it? I, I could sit through a bad movie better than I can sit through a bad, bad play. play. Yeah. yeah, bad play is hard. <laughs> have you experienced that before? I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, play, well, oh, yeah I was just yeah. telling him, I go, when it's a bad play, you know about 30 minutes in that this is not going to get better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean. Well, this is what I'm in for you now. Can, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can yeah. see that between the direct. In other words, you're, you're, at first you sit there and going, damn, I can't believe these actors made these choices. Right, and then right. you realize there's a director that it's let these more. actors <laughs> make these choices and didn't stop them. Yeah. <laughs> so that means this is, these same types of choices are going to be made for the next hour and a half. Right. At least, you know, and you're like, oh, my God. There's this uh, weekly comedy showcase at this in this theater in Mill Valley just outside of San Francisco, uh -huh. and it's a place where uh, Dana Carvey, Robin Williams, lived in Mill Valley. Oh, right, right. And Dana Carvey still does. Uh, but they would show up, like once a month, they would show up at this, at this Tuesday show to try stuff out. So everybody, like the theater was packed because every Tuesday there was like a 50-50 uh, chance that one of these guys was going to be there. Right. And uh, it happened one night. Robin Williams was there uh, and I was performing and uh, it was amazing. I got to meet him and everything and he was going to be on the show later. Uh, the theater seats maybe 300 people, very intimate. You can hear everyone. So I'm on stage and I can hear him laughing after a couple of jokes. He's a very, he was a very loud laugher, very great laugher. He, he, yeah. he would watch the shows, mm -hmm. which is just amazing. So I'm like doing my set, realizing that Robin Williams is watching me. Yeah. And then I started to panic, like, oh, this needs to be good enough. And right. then uh, I just, uh, I, I stumbled a moment and then I start to bomb. And then I don't hear him laughing anymore. Ooh. So then it's in my head, like, does he not think I'm funny? Did he leave? Did I walk Robin Williams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so, it was just such, such oh, a man. mind game with me. And I just, I ended my set very, a very weak set at the yeah. end. And I walk outside 
because you have to walk outside to get in from the green room to the theater. And he's outside, uh, and he's smoking. And he goes, uh, tough crowd, huh, boss? <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, this is my Robin Williams story? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then he says, you know, the air conditioning is broken. It, you know, it's, it's, people don't want to laugh. It's, it's very uncomfortable in there. And I was like, oh, now he's trying to make me feel better. Like, oh, it's not yeah, like, no. I wanted to say, like, it's not like you're going to go in there and bomb no. because everyone's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> right? <Exactly. laughs> It's just that, like, trying to make you feel better. Oh, and stuff. That's yeah. hilarious. That's a that's a big thing by. to get past. And I luckily, I had theater first, so I had those plays, especially an opening night, where you knew there were going to be ten or fifteen people in the audience that you cared about. That's a lot of pressure, <laughs> right? <laughs> you cared. Yeah. They they could just be a family member, but that sure. you cared about, you know. Right. And then every once in a while, there'd be somebody in the audience that. Like, you know, like could do something for you, you know, and boy, just uh, 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 I had that same thing happen at one point. I think most people do. And because you're not in, you're not you're not into what you're doing. You're oh, you're, no, it took me completely. Yeah, you're you're it. half yeah. your brain's thinking about them, right. you know, <laughs> and then there's that point where you just go, you know what, man, I'm never going to do that again. An audience is a fucking audience. Right. I don't care who's in it. Very true. I don't care. And for me, one of the ones that that I embraced way later, and and so I'd done enough shows I could really embrace it was fun, was for me, Jack Nicholas is uh, the best golfer pro that's ever lived. Sure. You know, Tiger Woods and Jack, they're the best that's ever lived. Mm -hmm. They're icons or legends. And I got hired to do this. Thing, uh, golf tournament dinner thing where they were doing a live auction just five items and they, they wanted me to do the auction and I do that sometimes and I make it funny you know I make it really funny and off the cuff and Jack nut, Nicholson little nuts or uh, Jack Jack Nicholas oh Jack Nicholas okay. did I say Nicholson I think I, I, maybe I don't know maybe I did uh, Jack Nicholas Jack Nicholas and uh, so the front table is Jack and his wife and everybody at the table is a legendary <laughs> golf professional Le legend legend golf hall of fame wow. legend uh uh and, and the and the other guys the guy who owns the golf course that we're at who's a billionaire yeah and uh so i get up there and i my whole thing was i just want to see if i can make jack laugh because <laughs> it's well known that he's not he doesn't gratuitously give anyone anything. Okay. Not gratuitously. If you earn it, he'll pat you right on the back and go, good job. But you better earn it. Right. So right. that's what I expected. And the first 10 minutes I was up there, he was stone-faced. Just stone. And uh, I got his wife to laugh. And then that I could see his face soften a little bit because Barbara laughed. Right, right. And then eventually I got him to laugh because I was messing with some oh, guy in the great. back. You know, and I, when he did, it was like a whoop because when he did, he's just, he's like this. And it's one of those where the laughter hits you and you can't control it. You ha you know, you can tell he didn't just giggle for the fart of it. I, I'm, you made him laugh. Right. You made, he had you the laugh. Cracked you him, earned yeah. it, you yeah. know. And uh, that was really exciting. And, That's awesome. uh, you know, and anytime you're standing in front of dignitaries and they'll laugh, I've always thought that. To, 
the guys who do the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes to stand in front of that group of people <laughs> and try to make them laugh. That's I'm like, suck. good God. You yeah. don't want to talk about a jaded yeah. bunch of people. Oh, you yeah. know, I got hired one time year when I was maybe six or seven years. I just started headlining, maybe eight years in. And it was, uh, it was a convention for people that book uh, big theaters, like five to 10,000, 15,000 seat arenas. Oh, shit. People that book that. And the guy got me the gig, and it was in the town. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was for their southeast region there. Right, right. And he goes, this could be really cool for you. You know what I mean? Because these are people that book, you know. And that's what he wasn't thinking about. These are the people that book the biggest celebrities on earth. Yeah. And you have told them they're going to be entertained tonight by a guy who grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, who's been doing comedy, you know, enough to where he's a nationally touring comic, and I have one television credit <laughs> and it's like showtime you know back when there were eight comics and one thing you know what i mean that kind of shit you know and when that when they were bringing me up i mean i could i could look at the crowd i go they they are i mean they're literally like shaking their heads yeah they're like no way right. and there was there was 300 400 it was big and they had big round tables every human being at the round table that had their back to uh, me did not turn around. Oh, so round tables are the worst. Uh-huh. So that was their way of all as a group saying, don't belabor this. Yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap it you up. know what I mean? Right. But I got up there and it did not go well. No. And uh, about 10 minutes in, I stopped and like you did last night with it. Why are you here tonight? And I went, let me explain something to everybody here. I've been hired to do 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 minutes. 40 minutes. I've been hired to do 40. Headline set. I've been oh, hired wow. to do 40 minutes <laughs> to get paid my money. And I will be standing here 30 minutes from now. Trust me. There, when it comes to fight or flight, I ain't flighting. I need the money. That's great. That got a little bit of a laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It got yeah. a little tender. So I'm like, you can either get into this or not. Yeah. I ain't going anywhere. Unless the guy who's going to cut me the check will well, say right now that I can leave and he'll still cut me the check. Do I hear it? Because no. I'm pretty sure that some bitch ain't in the room. Okay. So. That's a great story. Kellen Erskine. Just Kellen. <laughs> just, we'll see what happens. It's just the, art, the artist formerly okay, known as live. Kellen. Okay, here we go. I hope that went well. We are backstage now doing a live podcast. Yeah. Woo! There you go, Kellen. Kellen, Kellen. <laughs> <sighs> Sound like you did great out there. I was so nervous with this phone in my pocket. Yeah. Did you get to do your new stuff? You did. I did. You I did. did. I knew you were going to do it. At the end, I did one new joke at the end. You laughs coming out of you. <gasps> well, I need Thank to go you. out here and listen to him a little yeah, bit. Right. Yeah, right. You know? I want to go listen to him. Yeah, so yeah we got to go scout him. We'll be back. How many of you bought lottery tickets last year and that Mega Millions went over a billion dollars? Anybody do that? 
Yeah, a few of you did. I did. Never bought a lottery ticket in my life, by the way. I did that. And it wasn't just me. It was on the news. There were thousands of first-time lottery ticket buyers. People lined up around buildings for hours, which is crazy in retrospect, because that means that even when that jackpot had gotten up to 990 million, most of us are still like, no, not yet. What's left after taxes? <laughs> but what's crazier than that are the odds to the mega millions. One in 300 million. Those are your chances. We can't even wrap our minds around how impossibly... 300 million people live in this country, okay? If they changed how they chose their winner but kept the same odds, no one would ever buy a ticket, right? If they pitched it to you like, hey, you want to play the lottery? Here's what we do. We've hidden a billion dollars in a random kitchen somewhere within the United States of America. <laughs> and here's the fun part. You give us two bucks, you get one shot to guess that address. <laughs> right? No one would even consider the thought of, well, if I give him $10, I do get five guesses. <laughs> Maybe everyone at work wants to guess with me. If you were getting married, okay, and you found out like a week before your outdoor wedding there was going to be a 10% chance of rain, you'd still go through with it, right? Because we hear 10% chance of rain and we think, oh, that'll never happen. That's one in 10 <laughs> that we know with those odds that will never happen. But for some reason they hit one in 300 million and everyone's like, well, you never know. I don't <laughs> There's so many things in life that have way smaller odds, way easier odds. You can do every day, easily get a prize out of it. Every hotel that I stay at, I go right to the lost and found and just describe things. Thank you again for listening to yet another episode of The Conversation. Please follow us at McCurdy'sComedy.com look up all events and tickets also check out kellen erskine at kellenerskine.com that's k-e-l-l-e-n-e-r-s-k-i-n-e and also juanita lolita if you really liked her set check her out at juanitalolita.com that's j-u-a-n-i-t-a-l-o-l-i-t-a.com thank you again and we'll see you next time